fait j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner Pour te, te demander Allo quelque chose quoi Welcome to Arts Week. I'm your host, Candy Hammond, and I'm very excited to welcome three guests from the Fine Arts Work Center, an amazing organization right here in Provincetown. And I'm joined by Executive Director Sharon Poli and two Fine Arts Fellows, Miha, I know I'm going to screw up your name, Patanio, <laughs> and Molly Anders. Um, a painter and a writer, respectively. Maybe like me, you've always been curious about this wonderful organization. And if so, today is your lucky day. So welcome to all of you. And thank you so much for being willing to talk to me. And, uh, you know, until I started doing some research, Sharon, like I was saying to you before we started recording, I had no idea that the Fine Arts Work Center had been here since 1968. So what is a little bit of the story behind when it started and, well and thank who, you for that started. great question and it's so <laughs> nice to be here with all of you today the fine yeah. arts work center truly is kind of a hidden gem and a secret yeah. here in provincetown and so it's really fun to have the opportunity to reveal more about that hidden history yeah we've been around for more than 50 years and it was founded by a collective of artists and writers including um, the poet Stanley Kunitz, who was the U.S. Poet Laureate twice over, our nation's poet twice over, and abstract expressionist Robert Motherwell oh and gosh. others um, who came together and at that time were experiencing kind of the similar concerns that we're all talking about today. They were talking wow. about this incredible landscape, this beautiful natural ecology that had been a beacon to artists and writers for more than you know, half a century. And they were asking how can they help continue to make Provincetown affordable to artists and writers? How can they continue to make it a place um, that people can come? And they devised the idea of a fellowship program where artists and writers would be offered seven months during the beautiful cold winter off season <laughs> <laughs> to come and live in community, in a community of their peers, and have no expectations placed on them except to focus on their creative practice and new directions. And mm -hmm. so we've been committed to that mission for more than five decades um, and have nurtured artists and writers here who have gone on to make an incredible impact on American arts and letters, including um, a Nobel Prize in Literature, Louise Glick was a fellow here, um, Pulitzer Prizes, MacArthur Awards, major exhibitions at the um, Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Whitney. It's really an incredible connection of this seaside community to um, to the creative culture that's happening all around us. And we have two of our um, fellows, our second year fellows actually here with uh -huh. us today, both Molly and Mika, who have been here before and are returning. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to hear their point of view as well. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, Sharon, you know, I should back up for a second. Now, how long have you been at the Fine Arts Work Center as the executive director? Great. I took on this role about two and a half years ago. Okay. And so I moved here to Provincetown with my husband and two kids from Brooklyn, New York, where I oh had my gosh. Quite a, a difference. difference. Wow. <laughs> a big difference. My kids are now at the Provincetown School, which is such a great community. Um, also a really arts rich community up there mm -hmm. on the hill. 
Um, and we've just had a wonderful experience. These are my, um, this is my third cohort of fellows that I've now had the pleasure of working with. And we also, of course, have our summer workshop program, um, which is an open enrollment summer workshop program that I've had the pleasure of now experiencing for, for several summers in a row. Wow. No, it it is like I was telling Mija and Molly before we were recording, it's like I was reading the bios of these fellows and oh my goodness, I mean, it is unbelievable. And I can't, how many applications do you get a year, Sharon, we for get people applying? Upwards of 1,400 applications from all mm. over the world. And our um, visual arts deadline is actually coming up if there's anybody okay. listening to this program who's who's interested to apply. Mm -hmm. The application to apply for a visual arts fellowship is February 1st. Okay. Our writing application deadline closed in December, and mm -hmm. now we're transitioning into the jury process. And that's really mm -hmm. one of the secret sauces, I would say, of the Fine Arts mm -hmm. Work Center. Our jury is made up of past fellows themselves, as well as other leading artists and writers in the field. And it's such a gift to the Fine Arts Work Center that generations of past artists and writers who have been here sit on the jury and help oh, us wow. identify really promising, exceptional voices to mm. come and be in residence. It's a huge labor of love. It's all volunteer, the participants on the jury. And they really have an extraordinary track record of identifying emerging artists and writers at the very early stages of their career who then go on to do incredible things like serve as our current U.S. Poet Laureate, Ada Limon was a fellow here. Um, wow. You know, and we really just are so grateful for that generosity of spirit and that creative community mm -hmm. that is essential to the Fine Arts Work Center. So how many fellows are there in each of these disciplines? It's 10 visual artists and 10 mm -hmm. writers. Okay. And um, two of each of those groups are are returning fellows, like okay. like our colleagues here on the call today, okay. <laughs> yeah. and then eight are are here for their first time. Well, I you know thank you, Mia and Molly, so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And again, you know, I was reading your bios and. And it was just like, holy moly, Miha, you're from Amsterdam, correct? Yes, I am. And yes. So how does somebody from Amsterdam end up <laughs> in Provincetown, not just once, but twice? <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, the first time was back in 2008 and nine. Um, just before that, I did uh, a residency in Amsterdam, or it's like it's called the Rijks Academy. So um, mm. that is a two years um yeah also a residency from for people all over the world international and um that was a beautiful time for me and uh, also kind of the start for me to making um work which was more recognized as okay i'm an artist right now and uh -huh. um <laughs> at the end of that uh, two years i was of course thinking okay what what is next and i had such a beautiful experience there but because i already lived in amsterdam i did miss kind of the feeling of just stepping out of your comfort zone, going to a different country. And one of the fellows at that time, uh, Tala Madani, a wonderful artist who's also a former fellow of the Finance Work Center, she came to me and was like, okay, what are you going to do next? And I don't know. And then she said, oh, you should apply to the Finance Work Center. It's oh, such wow. a beautiful, amazing place to be. And I did. And then I got in. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which was not just once, yes. but twice. 
yeah and so now the second time it's it's uh, 15 years uh, after that yeah. first time so it's it feels um familiar and fresh at the same time it's uh, mm-hmm. it's really wonderful to be back and um i'm i'm having a, a beautiful time and also working hard but also having lots of fun and and yeah so I love that Tala Madani is how you got connected. I didn't realize that we um we yeah. honored Tala actually in Provincetown last summer at I our know, summer yeah. awards oh, yeah. celebration. Um and just, you know, her career is quite quite extraordinary and yeah. and she's a, a real visionary artist. So I love, she's I love an that amazing. small community of fellows. Yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing artist, but also an amazing person. I mean, we know each other. Yeah, she's she's really lovely. So uh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. So thank you, Tala, for it. <laughs> no, I love yeah. synchronicity like that and the way yeah. things happen in life. And uh, and what about you, Molly? You were from Kentucky originally. Is that where you came from to come here now? Or oh gosh, I had I had kind of a circuitous journey uh, from Kentucky, but I okay. basically went to get my master's in creative writing after college and. Honestly, it's a much shorter story that basically if you do an MFA in creative writing, the Fine Arts Work Center is sort of one of the first names they give you when you're leaving the MFA to say like now you're you're going to be basically spending the rest of your life clawing out time to write. And here is one way to do that. Here's a here's an organization that will support you and give you time and space. Um, so it's always, always on the top of my list. Um, and I was really honored to apply. And I, I happen to be serving on the jury now for the uh for the fiction candidates oh, for wow. the next year and i have to say it's absolutely humbling to see the quality <laughs> of the applications um and also a little bit just amazing to me that i got through you know what i mean it's it's still mm-hmm. sort of blows my mind um to be here but yeah so to come again as a second year i only came uh 2 years ago so i was actually with Sharon's first cohort um so it's it's oh, been kind okay. of an honor to see the the progress mm. and, hard work that Sharon's put into this and the rest of the Fox staff. Um, so it's been, it's been absolutely incredible and a lot of fun as well. Friendships mm-hmm. here for sure. Yeah. I would imagine if there's only 20 fellows that you must all form a really tight community, I would think. You know. In the dead of winter. Yeah. yeah. Especially. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. the window that you're here from when to when for this, the fellowships? It's from October 1st uh, to May 1st, so seven months. Oh, wow. Now, did you, do you all stay here like through the holidays or do you go home for a bit or how does that work? A... It, was a, it was a mix for me. So I stayed for Thanksgiving and we had a lovely uh, Thanksgiving here, a fellows giving mm-hmm. and cooked and did like a potluck. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went away for the holidays, but it varies. You get a good, yeah. we had a good crowd who stayed yeah. on the holidays. Yeah it, var- yeah. yeah, it varies a lot. I mean, sometimes people, you see them for, uh, yeah, a week they go to, to the uh, relatives. Um, I was planning to stay, but in the end, I uh, just in January, I went uh, back to Amsterdam for a week and also to mm-hmm. uh, renew the visa. So because, oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's always a little bit. That's right. Yeah. It's always a little tricky. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I want to stay until the very last day here. I don't want to mm-hmm. like, be uh, uh, yeah, stressed about that. So now yeah. everything is fine. I can stay until the end. So uh, and that's also nice to see my mother again. And oh, she, sure. I'm sure as yeah. as a mother, I can tell you, I'm sure yeah, she appreciated yeah. that. As she well. was uh, very happy to see me again. Yeah. No. It's... And then she was like, "Okay, now you can leave again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, what? I love. 
Oh, go, oh go I was ahead. just going to interject to say, Molly, I loved what you said about the life of a writer being mm. a life of embarking on trying to find time and space yeah. to do your work. And I think that is what makes the Fine Arts Work Center such an extraordinary mm -hmm. um, residency program on the landscape. It's really seven months. It's one of the longest, mm. I think, in the United States. Wow. And I've heard from so many past fellows you know, I was just chatting with Hannah Pilvinen, who wrote a wonderful book called The End of Drum Time, that was a finalist for the National Book Award this year. And she let me know that she wrote the first draft during her first fellowship, and the second draft during her second fellowship in the barn where Molly is living. Uh -huh. And she talked about sitting in the same desk every day, and this gift of being able to time travel into the novel by sitting in the same place and entering into that story as being something so unusual you can't really do that as a writer in your in your everyday life so I'm just you know I just want to echo what Molly said about this extraordinary place and what it offers it's so simple time and space but it really mm -hmm. has for, impact. also for visual artists I think it's it depends a little bit. I mean, but for me, it's the same. I've been teaching the last three, four years and which is, I mean, it's a very, very nice combination, but just to have this seven months uninterrupted time and like my studio is now next to my apartment, 10 <laughs> meters away from my apartment. I go back and forth every like a hundred times a day or just get a little snack and then work again or work at night. Like nobody I can, I yeah, there's nobody I bother with that. So just, just on my own schedule, that's that's amazing. It's yeah, something I don't have back home at this time. So mm -hmm. yeah. No, you're right. That is it's it's hard. It's a hustle as an artist and you know, to try to you've got to have your gig that makes you money to pay your bills and you know, and um but I just wanted to say for anybody who's just tuning in, um we're you're listening to three people from the uh, Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown, and we have two fellows, Miha and Molly, and the director of the Fine Arts Work Center, um, Sharon Poli. And so I'm just curious, like uh, Miha and Molly, like what does a day look like? Is you know, do you have a kind of a structure to your day that you know that you or you know, Molly, what do you I mean, do you have a certain time that you write every day or you know it's it's really interesting this this and I'm sure you um have this as well Candy like the prospect of a sort of unmarred day where the the entire schedule is open where you have absolutely nothing it's so unusual yes um, in this <laughs> day age it's such a strange thing as a writer to have to be able to structure your own times as Mika says like you you learn to sort of steal time a lot like an hour mm -hmm. here and an hour there so I, I, in a way, when I got here, I had to spend like a month kind of reteaching mm. myself, like how to yeah. actually structure yeah. a day and what, you know, try to remind myself what kind of worked best. And I think that changes also as you get older. Mm. Um, so it's it's really interesting to kind of check in on your process in this way. At the moment, I get up really early, I get up at like, you know, 637. Um, the first thing that I do is write. I try to use that very early sort of before the dopamine barrel has been scraped dry, I try to <laughs> use that for, for writing and put in a couple of hours then. Um, and then usually I'll take a break for lunch and um, maybe have a little reading time. 
uh, reading is a huge mm -hmm. part of my process. I like constantly feel like I have to reteach myself what a nice sentence sounds like. Mm -hmm. um, so I do some reading and then I go back and try to edit and try to do a little revising if I can. What do you, um, can I ask what you're working on right now? Are you working on a novel? No, I'm, no, thanks for asking. No, so I'm, I'm working on a, I have a short story collection that I've been working mm -hmm. on since my first year here two years ago. Um, and some of those stories are are quite old from like my my MFA days. Um, so that I'm working on and that's getting very close, I think. Um, and then I've started a novel, um, very um, carefully started a novel. You might uh -huh. see. It's, it's sort of a lot of pressure. I think short stories, you know, it's a it's a different sort of commercial enterprise to to try and sell a short story collection and you submit them, mm -hmm. as you know, to magazines. Um, and so I'm in that process as well, mm -hmm. trying to revise to a point where I feel like I can I can pull them together in a book, you know, that they fall right. together. Easily. So that's been really interesting. Yeah, I bet. And what about you, Mia? What are you working on? Are you working on any kind of series or anything mm, in your painting? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I, when I got here, I, I gave myself permission to kind of open, be open to anything. So I had like four, five, six different series. I kind of started simultaneously, knowing that I wouldn't like couldn't work on all of them, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, now I'm focused on on actually two of them, and um, I think for me the most well, yeah, most exciting of that is uh, it sounds maybe very simple. It's 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 called the Vellum series, so it's about uh, mm. paper. So I'm painting empty mm. sheets of paper, um, and um, I actually asked uh, the writers the other day, like the other fellows here, if they would collaborate on me. Uh, with me on that so i asked them oh that sounds uh, cool yeah uh, because some of the papers of course i do like make something on it like a little drawing or or a painting and um well text could be a possibility for that so i asked them for like a love letter or a love note or, like a little poem and molly was one of oh, them so who was agreed so um so I asked them to uh, write that on a on a sheet of paper in their uh, own handwriting and then I will uh, emulate that handwriting and see oh, yeah wow. see what happens That's uh, so, so cool. that is uh, yeah so I I really love that combination of 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 having the writers here mm -hmm. and and see if that uh, works out in a way yeah yeah, yeah. Now, Sharon is that something you see a lot the, the collaboration of different fellows yeah. we love it when fellows collaborate with one another or even to start inspired by one another to push themselves further into their own practice, particularly across disciplines. Mm -hmm. When I when I first joined, I did a series of town halls with, with past fellows and a writer shared with me that he spent his entire fellowship kind of looking out his window at a sculptor across the way in, in the sculpture studio, mm -hmm. chiseling at, at the piece of artwork at the um, at the work, and he said he wanted to chisel his words the way the sculptor oh, chiseled wow. at the at the work. And I think that kind of yeah. cross discipline inspiration is something that I've I've definitely yeah. see regularly, and people kind of um, feeling inspired by one another and shifting shifting directions based on mm -hmm. what they're seeing around them. Is there something that you know, not like forced family socials or anything, but are there things that you know that are scheduled get-togethers or things at dinners or or parties or something that you that the yeah, fellows do. Yeah, that's a do. great question, and and these guys will talk about their informal. I'll start <laughs> maybe with the formal celebrations. Um, we've really, I think, one of the the learnings that I've had is that 
if we focus in October and early November when everyone has just arrived at kind of connecting them to one another, offering mm -hmm. opportunities for them to meet local artists, mm -hmm. for them to get out into the landscape, um, mm -hmm. that really then sets the tone for for the fellows to connect with one another um, organically then for the remainder of the fellowship. So we'll do things like a, a walk with Mark Adams out mm. in the dunes and we'll do things like a sail to, to get out into the Provincetown Harbor. Um, and then we schedule some events throughout throughout the year, which we can talk a little bit more about, about how your, your listeners can get engaged with us. Oh, but cool, I'll let yeah. Molly and Mika talk a little bit about the informal celebrations that I'm sure are happening <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Oh my God. Thursday, actually, another potluck. Yeah, so we initially wanted to have a potluck every two weeks, but the events were pretty thick and fast, mm. um, as Sharon said, in the first few months. So we we were able to kind of just shake our shape our social things around that. So we have first Fridays, mm -hmm. which Sharon will talk about. We tend to do something informal around that as well. Um, There's been movies. Movies. Oh, that's Almost cool. every night, yeah. Like screenings yeah. in in the uh, common room. There's a really lovely big screen there. So people, it's basically like a been a film series for, since we've that's been cool. here. No, because I yeah. imagine, you know, everybody is out of their own element and you're away from your friends and family. So, I mean, there would be the possibility to be a little lonely at times, even though I'm sure you're excited to be there. And so, so it's great that you... You do things like that so people don't feel isolated and alone. And, yeah, and that's true. Yeah. One of the things I think the Work Center in doing our own kind of strategic plan and looking at our own mission and our own vision, we've really realized that offering free community events from October through, through May during the fellowship mm -hmm. is something that we really um, can add value to the outer Cape Cod yeah. community by doing. Yeah. There's so, so many things are closed. Um, so we've really focused on a series that Molly alluded to called Falk Friday, where mm -hmm. we have a visiting artist and writer the first Friday of every month mm -hmm. um, come and give a reading and an artist talk. But then around that, we invite local food trucks or culinary partners, local chefs to offer free food for our community. We have a musician. We activate um, all of the spaces with pop-up printmaking activities and other things. And so they're a really fun community celebration that, of course, then the fellows have the chance to engage with our visiting guests. In a, so in these a more, are open to the public? They're these, open to the yes. public. Wow. They're called Fox Fridays, the first I Friday. I never knew month. about this. Wow. <laughs> but we hope you'll come join us. The next yeah. one is on Friday, February 2nd. And we'll have a wonderful past fellow, Argavan Kozravi, will be our visual artist. And we have a terrific writer, Philip Hoare, who writes nonfiction work, um, kind of looking at at whales and other natural ecologies. Mm. And then shortly after that, we'll we'll start our fellow Fridays. We'll kind of transition into the chance for our fellows to share their work with mm -hmm. one another and the broader community. Um, so starting on February 9th, we have every other Friday will be an opportunity to come and see an exhibition by two of our visual artists in our gallery space and hear a reading um, by our a writing fellow and a poetry fellow and a fiction fellow on yeah. that every other Friday. And so the schedule will be up on our website and we hope yeah. everybody will come and support the fellows who are currently in residence with us and get a chance to hear their work and learn more about them. Yeah, no, that it sounds incredible. And when I was looking at your website, cause I have come in past years to some events there and I 
didn't realize like how many things you have happening there for the community. And I told you before we started recording, it's like I myself signed up for like a Zoom writing workshop thing. And, and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So people should definitely, what is your website, Sharon? So people can it's go check it out. org. So F-A-W-C dot org. Okay. Um, stands for the Fine Arts Work Center. Yeah. And tomorrow we'll open up enrollment for our summer workshop program. We offer about 60 hands-on creative art and writing workshops all summer long. People can come for one week from all over the country, all over the world, and stay in Provincetown and take an intensive five-day workshop with us with real world-class faculty. And then every night throughout the summer, we practically have... Um, every evening filled during the summer with faculty talks, free artist talks and readings that are open to the public as well as student celebrations. Wow, no, that really is incredible. I know many people um, in my realm that have done like playwriting and all sorts of things there. And it really, it is an amazing resource. And again, one that flies a little under the radar, I think and that, you know, people should definitely check out your website. And, but um, as we wind to down add, to the last couple, um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Molly. Also, no, no, sorry, just to add, actually, because um, something else, another way the public can kind of engage right now is the artist fellows, including Mika's wonderful work is on display at the Provincetown Art Association Museum. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, yeah. Pam. Yeah. Pam. Oh, okay. So um, we just, yeah, we just debuted the work yeah. the last weekend, and so Opening you should go. Opening uh, last Friday. Last Friday. Yeah. 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 So oh, that's okay. all there. So you I'll have a yeah, look. Please come and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's <laughs> good to know. We thank you for telling us that. And um, so, like all of these events and all of these different workshops and everything, Sharon, they're all on your website, and people can sign up. And yeah, and again, you know, because like I said, I I was a little intimidated reading about these fellows and how accomplished they all are, but you know, just regular creatives like me or the other people in the community. I mean, there's something for everybody. Kind of, it, that sounds like a slogan and I didn't mean it. But something for everyone at the Fine Arts Work Center. Um, but really, truly there is. There's so much that people can take advantage of. And um, I'm so glad to, you know, to learn more about this. And, and, you know, one last question as we wind down these last couple of minutes. So, how you know Miha and Molly? How are you, how are you finding Provincetown in the winter? Although this is your second one, so maybe it uh, it hasn't been too brutal for you. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Uh, yeah, I just came back uh, from Amsterdam last week. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, no, I think the combination of like the the, the introvert parts of the mm -hmm. of winter and then the extrovert part of being here with the fellows, it kind of. Yeah, that going back and forth actually kind of really helps with the work. It's it's yeah, it's something I I'm looking forward to actually. And and there's always something going on. If you want to, you can go to to like maybe there's there are still some bars open. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or we we have a go to a movie or go have some go to so so yeah. And and I think winter is also really beautiful. Just the landscape is still really yeah, beautiful yeah yeah go out for a walk like I, I do regular walks like every day mm -hmm. I go out for a walk which I normally wouldn't do in Amsterdam so <laughs> yeah it's uh no I'm See, really and I thought everybody it. in Amsterdam like either rode bikes or walked everywhere <laughs> yeah so much bikes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
No. Um, for me, for me, I think the the isolation is really important. I think also because I was here mm. so recently for my first year, um, I got to know some locals then, and it, it's oh, amazing good. how welcoming people in Provincetown are and remembered me mm. and have done such an amazing thing, the, the sort of amazing loving favor of treating me like a local as well. So, you know, they're going oh, to Coke nice. Coffee and chatting with people there. And yeah, like Tin Pan mm. Alley is open still. The Radford will open again. And it's mm -hmm. it's interesting. It's it's weird. You get into a sort of like, I don't know, it's kind of a life cycle of things kind of closing for a little while and going quiet. And you, you learn yeah. to kind of sit with that. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Be great. And as, as a writer, I think I also have the the unique skill of being able to stay inside for like four days at a time. That will suit you well on Cape Cod in the winter. <laughs> Candy, well, I just wanted to say oh, that yes. it's, um, I just wanted to say that it's such an extraordinary gift that the outer Cape Cod community gives to artists and writers and to mm -hmm. arts and literature by welcoming the fellows here and supporting this institution. And I just wanted to thank everyone who has nurtured this place over so many years and the global impact that it really it really has yeah. um, through the incredible talent of artists and writers like Mika and Molly. Well, well, thank you for overseeing such an amazing organization. And I, I can't encourage people enough to go check out your website. It's fawcfoc.org and see just the amazing amount of things that are coming on. And yeah, you may find that, you know, you'll get a lot more people coming to these first Fridays. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> well, thank the three. Oh, hi, next so week. Grateful. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm so <laughs> grateful to the three of you for giving me your time today thank and you. taking time out of your creative pursuits to uh, to sit and talk with me. And, uh, well, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I will look forward to seeing the rest of you on Arts Week next time. Au fait, j'ai voulu te téléphoner pour te te demander allô.